Welcome to the Talent Waste Show. We are on a mission to find out if talent waste exists. Every fortnight we are interviewing expert guests to find out their experience of talent waste in their industries. We believe talent waste affects organisations across all industries and occurs when an employee leaves an organisation prematurely due to the business not being able to retain them. Tune in each fortnight to hear our founder and CEO, Lee McQueen, talk with expert guests about all things talent waste. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train, and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. And we are live. Hello and welcome to everybody. This is the second Talent Waste show um, and uh, absolutely delighted uh, to, to, to um, uh, involve more and more fantastic guests. And as you know, from if you watch the first, uh, if you watch the first uh, crowdcast, you can also listen to us as, as well via all the, the normal channels. We're on a mission to find out if Talent Waste exists through our research, our stats, and of course, our brilliant guests each week on the Talent Waste Show. So what is talent waste? It affects organizations across all industries. And we're trying to understand, is there another pandemic? We've all been through a global pandemic, obviously, with COVID-19. But me and the team are wondering whether or not there's a global pandemic with wasting talent. And it occurs when organizations actually churn through people in their, in their first year uh, for either poor hiring decisions, bad cultural fit, unconscious bias, and all these types of things. And, and actually, when you look at CIPD um, uh, saying that a bad hire costs in excess of £12,000 uh, to, to, to rehire, Harvard Business Review uh, say that 80% of employee turnover is due to bad hiring decisions. And the Office of National Statistics actually states that between 30 and 45% of employees leave within the organisation within the first year. You just think of that and you pull them stats together and you think, there must be something here with regards to talent waste. So last time out, we had the wonderful Rachel Barr who took us through her global experiences on all things talent and gave her insights onto the total talent solutions. So not just on the acquisition side, but actually the talent management side and how we can develop um, and, uh, and, and nurture our talent. You can catch up on all them shows uh, via Crowdcast or check out my LinkedIn page, or of course, go to the phoenix51.io website. But let's get to today, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my magnificent guest, Pete Lovell. Uh, Pete has got 15 years of experience working in the recruitment and talent industry. He's an expert in his field. Uh, Pete has worked for the gaming companies such as Natural Motion, Zynga, and most notably, Jagex, the creator of RuneScape, which, quite frankly, before I'd done my research on, on, on the gaming industry, he's had over 280 million player accounts just in RuneScape. Um, an unbelievable um, a pioneer uh, for, the, for the online gaming um, uh, world, multi-award winning talent acquisition leader. He's massively energetic and I'm so, I'm so passionate as well. And I think we're going to get along really brilliantly. Welcome to the show, Pete Lovell. 
Yeah, thanks, Lee. I'm uh, absolutely thrilled to be here and, uh, yeah, super excited. I feel like we've known each other for years already. We only met 10 minutes ago, so it's really, really good. And, um, um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to talk about this. It's a subject really close to my heart and uh, and it's going to be really a really great conversation. Well, Pete, I mean, you know, I, I do share that feeling as well. We've only literally met you know, 15 minutes ago and we, 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 like, we know each other. And, again, I think that's because we share so much in common. But for those of you who haven't met you before, tell us who you are and what you do. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah, so, so I'm the director of talent acquisition at, at Jagex Game Studio. And that was a great setup on the introduction. We're a UK-based, um, I'm proud to say, kind of behemoth game studio uh, now. And um, uh, I started my career in games industry recruitment at Jagex many, many, many years ago. Um, did a good, you know, started at a recruitment coordinator level and uh, rose to kind of head of talent acquisition level over an eight-year stint. And then moved on from there to go and work um, uh, at a, a mobile game studio as mobile gaming really started to kind of be the, the the needle mover in terms of revenue and player numbers and whatnot and a really great company called natural motion uh, so I joined them as head of town acquisition they were part of the um, uh, big san francisco billion dollar zynga um, uh, kind of enterprise and really just got phenomenal exposure and experience both from the kind of um, early jagex years a kind of homegrown out of university success story um, that was you know all about kind of local kind of talent nurturing we did so many great kind of very very corporately responsible things then um, that you would say and then kind of going into the kind of big money world the industry was getting more money that it could really know what to do with a um, couple of great years there with that international role before we you know the life honor being invited back with a, a new CEO rejoining Jagex to uh, to deliver on the, our mission to to really step up and come out of the kind of shadows from city state to kind of empire and uh, and embrace the, um, the the great top talent that was out there bringing them to to jagex to accelerate what our ambitious plans and great potential have always been so the last three years have been a tremendous ride in that everything from really roll the sleeves up quite literally always had my sleeves rolled up um kind of uh, recruitment stuff um to to much more enterprise level strategic thinking about talent how it's adapting how you need to be at the top of your game and uh, and address the key challenges like you say the biggest frustration i think at times certainly for me and and my close colleagues in people ops is uh, is talent waste and retention all the money all the time all the effort all the all the strategy and um, and great intention that goes into bringing great people in and and losing them and uh, not creating an environment that keeps them is is an annoyance so it's been a great a great ride and a lovely journey I'm, I'm so passionate about this field and i love what i do i'm one of those fortunate people and uh, um and it just all feels like it's you know kind of luckily for me right right place right time right person and um and it's been mega well, you can, I mean, you can hear that in the in your voice, the passion. And I said uh, energy, uh, and you've got a margarita as well. As, as oh, you no, know. yes, I've got to treat myself to an espresso for this. I thought that would be nice, you know. Absolutely Real fantastic. treat for the day. I've dressed up more than I have for the last year, and I thought I'd really go for this. <laughs> I'm on the strong stuff here on the, on the old coffees. But, no, I mean, you mentioned challenges there and specific challenges around, um, you know, some of the areas around talent and, and a specific, I suppose, talent waste. But... What, what challenges are you finding in the current environment? I mean, I suppose that so, so much of our industry or the talent acquisition uh, part of, of our industry has been kind of affected by COVID-19. But, but yeah. what challenges are you facing? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you hit the big C word there. And um, really, I'd love to be able to talk as, as well about the other ones outside of this kind of the, the COVID um, phenomenon. That's really been um, this last year's um, 
biggest challenge to oversee, which is for us on, in real time, you know, again, talking back to who Jagex was and we came, you know, came out of university, Cambridge based studio, really wanted our identity to be all about um, all under one roof and our massive, lovely flagship studio here in Cambridge, relocating people all over the world, selling Cambridge as part of that kind of package. You know, Jagex is intrinsically a sort of best of British success story that's built out of this wonderful city. Um, so had great draw to to uh, we can't move people around the world right now. You know, we had a really um, incredibly interesting pivoting challenge overcoming year last year and somehow we're able uh, through true grit, determination and a wonderful team I've got um, to, to bring 120 uh, plus new people into Jagex under almost the old way of us doing it, which was deferred relocations and, and, and as such um, stuff. This year, the challenge is we've, as lockdown threes kind of really kicked in and, and we have sensed us, you know, kind of everyone's just knackered by this now and no one can really start thinking about international moves as easily, certainly in our, uh, in our talent playground. Um, it is all about switching to kind of remote hiring and what does that mean for us and the culture and integrity of the business that we need to keep together. How do we ensure retention and, uh, and a great sense of identity in our company, which we're so proud of when our workforces, you know, for this year's hires at least could be dispersed all over the world. So some really, and then how do you engage that workforce you know, remotely? Yeah. It's, it just isn't the same. I personally hate it. I'm so ready to get back and fingers crossed sometime we will. I need to be around people and, and many people feel that way so how do we keep people engaged and happy and and productive and wanting to kind of turn on and log on and be hired um in, in this environment is kind of the big challenge that we're facing it has been a uh, a, a very very strange 12 13 what ended up being 14 15 months by the time we start seeing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel as you said before but that kind of that remote hiring piece and that that uh, that re-engagement piece or, or engagement piece of stuff. What, what have you done specifically to to kind of overcome that, or, or how did you adapt in the first place, Pete? And the business, how did the business adapt? Yeah, bear with me a sec because I just lost my screens. Did you? Did I duck out for a second there on my back? Oh, I can see you now. Yeah, Great. Yeah, you're good. Cool. Um, so, what what have we done specifically? Um, well, so so last year um, because we could still kind of uh, do a lot of the global mobility but it was very difficult we really you know we really invested in we, we noticed it early we were bold and we really invested as a as a ta and a hr team in in uh, onboarding and engagement through that kind of onboarding recruitment process i i run an amazing team of um, genuine headhunter types that create personal relationships with just about every candidate that we bring through and certainly the ones that we lead to, you know we get to the hiring conversations with and the onboarding we became their their living help and partners to make it all seem possible and you know on the back end there was a huge amount of work and money invested in ensuring that we had multiple options for people from flights to apartments who chop and change all that kind of stuff so we had to kind of grin and bear it now this year like i say with it with it changing and that that landscape just not being possible flights aren't going in and out and all that kind of stuff um it's been about kind of really investing in researching and uh, and looking at the cultural, legal, um, and you know, payroll uh, considerations of uh, remote yeah. hiring solutions, and um, you know where we might. We're actually trying to use it to be honestly to, to look a few steps ahead, which I think is really bold and great about Jagex. Uh, if it's you know beyond this, if this is something that we have to deal with now, then where could we be looking at having other? offices or premises you know around the world that would be useful in a post-covid world so a lot of that's been going on it's a lot of brain power a lot of 
a lot of man hours, you know, and time to to really flesh this stuff out and research what's best whilst concurrently and in parallel keeping it going. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really tough. It's hard to articulate how, how hard it can be actually, but we just got to keep smiling and rock on. I think it's interesting actually. I, I mentioned on the last show that we did with uh, with Rachel Barr that uh, you know during during our time we've actually started a new business in COVID. Think fifty one, um, and we've mm. hired five, uh, five new members of the team totally remotely and, and i've never met them i still haven't met them face to face like in a, in person yeah. and it's how, so strange isn't it isn't it how how is the as, as jagex is a business coped with that and kind of and how the staff most importantly kind of reacted mm. to, to that scenario yeah and I, I i think we're so again i love i love jagex and i think we, we're a company that does just does at heart the right thing and and is so people focused that you know, we came into this really not knowing how we were going to go about doing it, but we still had to, we had to make some really aggressive, uh, we had to hit some very aggressive hiring deadlines and hiring plans. And, um, and, and it was all a bit of a, I wonder how this is all going to kind of stick. And yeah, like I say, 120 plus people last year were already kind of three months in with, with dozens and dozens of hires that are kind of joining us remotely. And so many people were over, a, you know, nearly a third rather of the company that we've, we've never met before face to face. And it, and it is strange, certainly for a company that's been so about, that kind of face-to-face uh, um, -face together culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what what we've done again is um, you know really, I'd say invested heavily. Not just I don't mean just financial investment, but time and effort and understanding and surveying. The HR team do an amazing job. They survey. They ask questions. They're very the business partnering model makes them feel that everyone knows that there's somebody human that they can talk to and get their grievances out. They collate that information. We have an amazing events team that does like a catalogue of events that is that is unbelievable and um, that we have access to great social kind of um groups and uh, everything from poker which i can't wait to play tonight with with the team with the crew to you know to, to just digital hangouts all that kind of stuff and really and again, trying to string us all together so we're together but alone it's it's, it's an odd one yeah. but we've done a great job with it it's really important for that isn't it yeah you know, i hear you about being bold and the onboarding side of things 120 yeah. uh, hires that you've you've taken on that that kind of that values and culture i hear that quite a lot in, in what you're saying yeah. as well and actually that 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 well-being now, when when you know sometimes i think you know we, you know a lot of us are very lucky i'm very lucky I've, I've got a spare room that i've converted into an office so you can work from home right it's not, it's not a major yeah. problem but there's some people i was speaking to a, um, a client of ours and they, they deal with a lot of kind of emerging talent and kind of graduates and these guys are in shared houses right so, so yeah. they're working from home in a shared house so they're online on a mainline bank so they're working for like lloyd's banking mm. group they're, they're sitting on the edge of a bed in the shared house. I, I tell you, I've, I've even I've thought about that even just in terms of, um, funnily enough, like like NDAs and stuff, like the amount of conversations that must be happening in, you know, where you've got maybe people in shared houses, you know, in Cambridge, which has got a big kind of gaming, it's a big gaming hub. There are other games companies here. You know, we have staff members that live in the same house with people in, you know, working for other yeah. games companies yeah. where we're all sharing stuff. And I think weirdly, like a, a positive of that is you can't, it's making us all just be a little bit, I've never shared more with my peers and whatnot in um, in other um, in other organisations I have through this year. It's been really wonderful for bringing, because we are all in this together, um, which I think has been a great thing. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you, you touch on the, the sort of uh, graduate talent, future talent stuff. I do think that's an area that's disproportionately having a negative experience than the, the very lucky ones of us. And I think again jagex is really trying to double down on that get involved in initiatives and whatnot to try and help people feel that there's something there that's that, that, that's aspirational and available to them um 
but it must be really really difficult and we as a company are, i think in t trying to do the right thing look at everything from you know pay reviews bonuses everything you know, the, the, the well-being piece jagex's well-being program is immense uh, yeah. absolutely wonderful you know everything from access to um, to therapists to to that light touch stuff that's uh, um, that just that just allows people to feel looked after um, yeah. at all times and that there's someone to go to when it just gets too much i think that's really important for businesses right now do you, do you think pete that you know talking to you you're so passionate and it's such a you can hear you can tell that it's a people business there's no doubt mm. about that you talked about the values and the cultures and that type of stuff and before we kind of go on to because i know that we're both itching to talk about oh, the yeah, business, just yeah. really 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 keen to understand your views on you know you mentioned at the beginning of the interview uh, at the beginning of the show that you can't wait to get back into the office do you, do you think that not just with jagex but kind of the wider piece do you think lots of people will be running back into the office or do you think it's going to be a kind of a a bit of a split you know i speak to some yeah, of the yeah, yeah I, I do and I, I think it's going to be you know i, I really think that this is um it's almost you know so it's a new industrial revolution that we've seen through this that's going to very much change the landscape of, of things both both involuntary at the start but leading to some voluntary behaviors and patterns that have set in i think it has been it's been really interesting to see lots of the the positive metrics coming out of the work from home thing and i've, I've been a skeptic of it i personally and i you know, respect everybody's point I, I don't like it i'm i'm a i need to be around people kind of guy and and um and, and i really do want to i go back to the office now again jagex has been fantastic for that they've allowed people to um you know in special circumstances get access to the office and it's incredibly um you know well well managed in terms of the regulations which i think has been great but I think there will be a great deal of people that this is this is perfectly, uh, you know, th that's what they want, and it's and then many of them have been so much better for it. I think of all the time, all the years I spent with my, you know, two hour there and back commute into London and whatnot. You know, uh, just who needs to do that now? You know, it's it's incredible when you think about what this is going to affect everything from house values to to um, to efficiency in the work. You can work longer and better without doing that stuff. Right, so it's going to be a really interesting life, right? Like yeah, that that yeah. productivity side of things as well. I mean, sometimes it's quite difficult to jump into a, a off a meeting and on back onto a meeting. You need to remember that there is some fresh air that you need to go and get going. You know, walk the dog yeah. or get a martini yeah. or whatever it might be. But you got to uh, you know got to keep yourself kind of you know in normality because you can just sit in your kind of you know your own four walls essentially and just keep yeah. hammering and through. And I, and I think that that there'll be a good point to pick up with the talent waste part because this last year um, has been a bit of a an all bets are off. Like we really need to get back around the kind of think table and and and, and think about how how many of these possible dropout points are being managed. You know, it's not as easy. It just isn't as easy. We're a creative, technical, collaborative, communicative company, and it, we've transitioned amazingly well off um, uh, to remote working. But that that glue that holds stuff together, those touch points, those checkpoints that are instant that you can get just by watching someone walk back and forth to a, a water fountain in an office. And you just think, oh, I really should go and talk to her or him and say, are they okay? You lose that when the zoom ends. And it, you know, that, 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 that I think leads to either a lot of uh, um, more, an undesire maybe a reluctance yeah. to act on certain things where you might want to cut something out or fix it really quickly to avoid the talent waste just not having the visibility that you had before can be difficult so it's about doubling down on on great people practices and um, every hr team every every ta team should be invested in if, if people want to do this right because it, it requires real people to reach out to real people even if we're all virtual 
No, I, com I completely agree. Cool, what missed... a great tagline that was. Sorry, I like that. I might record yeah, that. Perfect. We're, we're, we're <laughs> having it. We're having one. Um, you mentioned talent waste. Let, let's get into it. You know, mm -hmm. does it exist? You know, am I off my rocker by talking about talent waste and, oh, this guy's just got some sort of silly idea? Or, or, or is it, you know, some of the, 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 the statistics come from from, uh, from Harvard Business Review, 80% of, uh, of, of hires um, end up being bad hires for if you haven't got structured interview process. CIPD are talking about structured interview process and the cost around that. You know, Office of National Statistics is saying 35 to 45% of, of businesses are, are being uh, um, uh, employees who are leaving within their first year. I mean, that's staggering stats, really. That is, that's, that sounds value yeah. We talked off air, didn't we, in the green room about you know how how well your retentions are. To be fair, but yeah. how have you gotten to that point? And is 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 there a, another pandemic in, in talent waste, Pete? Do you know? I, I I do believe I believe there is. I think this is one of those things that, that you know we've been talked about. It's been discussed at conferences forever, and just doesn't seem to really get kind of fixed. Uh, you know, kind of like we need like a vaccine rollout for this kind of thing. Like, what does everyone need to do um, to to fix this? It definitely exists. Even the companies I've worked for, and you know, and Jagex, absolutely. You know, we're we're all guilty of of, um, of allowing this to happen, um, and you know that the. the can be brought up, brought upon. I'm talking from the recruitment side. You know, I see. Yeah, yeah. It, we see it here. Yeah. So, so I think I think it's. I do think it's kind of. Um, it's set up to happen in a lot of ways. That kind of the certainly in, in gaming and and many many sort of top tech companies. Um, there's such a superstar kind of hiring kind of appetite. You know, there, there is. They are still relatively relatively small talent pools compared to the overall kind of workforce and there are key players in it that that you know people go for based on certain skill sets and demand i mean i actually i actually hate the word talent for someone who's a director of talent acquisition i think it doesn't encompass all the other attributes that make up a successful um, um you know workforce uh, person um you know grit determination collaborative communication all this kind of stuff uh, um and i think because we all get so focused and obsessed on what needs to be done and what's the reverse engineered skill set that's needed to get that done and let's go out there and get it you know naturally in kind of high intensity um, revenue focused environments um, I think people turn a blind eye sometimes deliberately to to cultural integrity to the real kind of behavioral value yeah. set kind of um, pieces that need to be done and and naturally that leads to organ rejection for want of a better word either you know from, from the company or the individual and and, and it's going to end up yeah it's going to end up becoming over time a problem now you know we're, we're, we're lucky i think in the games industry that the, the certainly now it never it didn't used to be like this again this is an industry that over the last few years has really slapped its face and wised up to this as it's super quickly professionalized from what it was 20 years ago to where it is now and and, and is now a genuinely a leader i believe in many places at, 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 you know in terms of um, you know kind of well-being of employees and trying to get this right yeah but very guilty in the past of um, propagating that kind of thing a, a boom and bust culture a, a rinse and repeat kind of talent cycle just bring them in get what you want and then if yeah. they go they go um you know and, and it's, it's not right I was going to say almost having the acceptance uh, to, to interact with you there that that you know what we're going to hire six but but four are going to stay and two are going to leave or we're going to hire three and two are going to uh, stay and four are going to leave. and it's an acceptance and, and actually when you put it into some hard facts and we talk about kind of talent waste and you know so some of the um, you know the, the the CFOs and the financial directors out there will probably be interested in this is that the talent waste part comes down to money 
And if, if it's 12 to 15,000 pounds for every bad hire, and we're actually letting 34, 35, 40% of the 100 people that we hired that year leave, yeah. you, you're talking about it's racking enormous. up 380, 400,000 pounds. It's just literally yeah. everybody's going, oh, that's just normal. That's just our attrition. Or that's just, but actually, mm. that's, that can't be right, can it, Pete? Yeah. No, it's not right. And again, like, you know, I look at the kind of way that even the that my own workforce kind of history or work history within this industry um, um, has 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 watched that develop. It's a maturity aspect. You know, I remember back in the back in the early days when the games were making so much money, and uh, which they are now, but it was a very immature kind of business sense behind it. It was almost. I mean, it was it was obscene. It was like, how are we justifying this amount of loss? Um, you know, it's like it's like like every every year, but there was always more money and other things to focus on. And that maturity that's come in through the business itself, kind of maturing and having to get sharper, has really kind of narrowed our certainly our focus on this stuff. And again, it can't be something that's ignored these are extremely these are huge figures that you could be spending on other thing get it right keep them there you know find them grow them keep them and 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 stop churning stuff out because the cost of it could be spent on so many other things that are better for your the staff that are there and i just i just think it's it's really important to, to not ignore it to acknowledge that it's a problem and have some team somewhere talking about solutions for it even if you're a yeah. 10 person operation or a 2000 people operation what's interesting is it, it you know it blew up probably over the last 12 14 months as well with regards to probably longer than that actually but with regards to diversity inclusion and and you probably can't go into a board a boardroom now or get board minutes from uh, global organizations without hearing about dni uh, and diversity inclusion and the, and the focus and rightly so that focus yeah, rightly so, absolutely absolutely rightly so mm. so so but but actually can you walk into a boardroom and talk and have talent waste that's on the agenda on the table and it's just not on the agenda and you know when you look at the cost implications that we've just talked about what about the quality implications you know what about the employer brand you know, and again, you're you know you've built an unbelievable retention. You've built an unbelievable brand, and the and the superstars that you guys are bringing in, you're responsible for as well with Jagex. But how how could that affect the brand if we if we keep having that churn? If we keep having people just leave on the conveyor belt as such, mm-hmm. then surely people won't want to join in the first place. And the talent pool that is already small is actually even shrink is shrinking even further, isn't it? Absolutely. Um- uh, you know, from from the recruitment side of stuff, that that reminds me of, of a literal conversation that was that was had a few years ago, where I, me and 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 the team round, we 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 kind of we, we mentioned that this kind of the churn that was going, we went through a period of a bit of that figuring out what we wanted to be doing not quite sure needed to get people in um and um and there wasn't you know there was there were a few organ rejections as such unfortunately which actually sounds really clinical i'm going to stop saying that but i can't help it now um, and you know, it, from, you know one of the one of the hooks to really get it to be kind of looked at and focused was kind of a belligerent style of mine at times to be like you know that, that this is actually outside of everything else damaging our, our candidate attraction you know the, we're in a small industry with very influential people relatively small and you can't bring these big names in and lose them and not expect there to be a great deal of damage that happens you know whatsapp groups all that kind of stuff no one's going to touch us again and you know you, you, you can think of it from that angle as just one front of the, the war that you're fighting and and then all the other things you need the stakeholders to stand up it affects dni it affects it affects it affects everything it affects your bottom line it affects your brand your evp 
It affects the well-being of the inner studio and the morale of it. No one wants to see this happening in Sally. This is a horrible environment where you've got that rinse and repeat type stuff going on, fear culture, blame culture, all the bad parts of it. And um, it just needs to be picked up. So I think absolutely it's a, it's a thing and it needs to be addressed. Do, do you think as well, Pete, just following on, on from that, I suppose, finally on, on that side of things, do you think that that these types of conversations now are being taken more seriously and, and when i talk about i'm talking about that in, in businesses and in boardrooms and on the on the big agendas where whereby people are you know would maybe in the past scuff a little bit if you like at the soft skills or that's not important but when you're looking at statistics to say 82 percent of permanent hires are successful mm. because of belief and culture and the the, the environment that they're in do, yeah. do, do you think that these these conversations are going to be taken more seriously over the next you know, over the coming? I, I do. I have to believe they are. You know, just looking at my own experience and, and the, the number of meetings and conversations and genuine initiatives and and then investments that go on, even even at Jagex. Um, I say even at Jagex at Jagex, but that, that, all other companies must be doing this. It's, it's become a boardroom conversational point I, I, equally sometimes i think it's in the boardroom that the paradoxical reason that some of this happens occurs because there's you know that kind of what what are we going for are we going for strong solid quick quick win revenues for whatever motivation there or is it about building a you know a, a great culture and not that they're mutually exclusive but you can you, you can see sometimes where that that schism kind of happens and uh and, and I definitely think it's getting, it, it, need, it is a part of the daily language, I'm sure, of most board meetings and executive management teams. I don't know yet, though, if they've, they've agreed upon a collaborative, collective vaccine rollout programme to really make it front and centre as, as some other issues have become. No, for sure. Now, you and I, Pete, have, uh, I'll throw you a little bit of uh, one ear, but you and I uh, have, have got more in common than you know. Um, we both started our recruitment careers seemingly at the wonderful Hayes. Um, I saw that on your LinkedIn profile as well. <laughs> so did you. Um, yeah. And probably back in the day when we started them careers, we didn't think that recruitment technology uh, was going to be as apparent maybe as what it is now. How are you embracing uh, technology, obviously, from, from a games industry perspective, huge amounts of technology and advancement mm. advancing technology from from what you guys do but actually from a recruitment perspective do you embrace mm. technology to look at them behaviors and competencies the kind of bringing them people through is there technology used to, um, to, to make sure that we've got a robust recruitment process yeah so i mean you know it's for us i guess core to the operation is kind of you know a, a really you know an ats and and uh, lots of great things that can be put onto that and um packages and tech that can be bolted on to to facilitate this to help use tech to drive the right um uh, the right behaviors the right interview and selection processes that we think are robust um i would say though that i think it's really important to to hu to have human beings still involved in this recruitment and bias is it really needs to remain that i'm very anti um kind of the big corp transactional kind of yeah. non-human yeah. experience yeah, yeah. No type yeah of exactly yeah. I, you know I, I see them i see the merit in efficiency but i think you lose more than you gain with that and i think in the end it really takes people to to sail the ships in the right way so to speak but yeah like um you know on the on the back end certainly this year as well with my, my team and myself obviously going remotely too uh we, we were very much an at your desk over your desk type group of people and you know it was all about kind of following up in the tech side of thing um it was it was almost a secondary follow-up this has been a year of 
switching very much into kind of tech first, using the systems, recording properly, asking the right questions through the systems, reporting on it, you know, using data to really help drive um, drive some of our drive or verify decisions i should say obviously yeah. a lot of people like to say data to drive it i still think you can't beat a human brain that's the best it's, computer in the whole world it's the verification part for for, for me you know I, I mentioned earlier we've got platform phoenix 51 it does it does actually what you've just described and it isn't a computer says yes or yeah. computer says no it is about making better considered decisions based on the data and the insights that we've got on our people and actually managing them people onboarding them people managing them remote, remotely how do we check in and all of them key things so I, I really do agree with that as, as a leader um, unfortunately i could probably talk to you all day to be fair but as a leader in your field um what top tips or what pieces of advice would you give to other uh, leaders in, in in your field around um, talent acquisition, around retention, that that type of stuff, Pete? What would you say you know is the is the best piece of advice that you would give? Uh, great question. Um, I the the, the the silly me in there wants to just first and foremost say like in, enjoy it, like love it, like, don't, like it's a stressful field, absolutely, absolutely. and there's great pressures, but it's still. You know, again, bias, but it's it's the it's the positive side of everything. When you know the window to your company, the the mouthpiece, the eyes is enjoy that, love that, love the company you represent. If if you don't, then you really need to think about whether or not you can appropriately and accurately really make that difference. Because I think I think loving the companies I've worked for and the, the products and the people so much has has, has made me. Uh, and allowed me to be the kind of knock on the door and get something fixed. You call out the problems when they're there, and I think that adds that extra level to it. In terms of tangible advice, I'd really, I am a big believer in, like I said, you know, no matter how much tech there is, humanize things. Make sure that you, you, you you've got good, solid teams that are making um, or, or that your philosophy is about the human touch. You know, recruitment and TA should be about. Um, long courtship rituals if necessary and really getting to know the people that you want to bring onto your uh, organization so that you yourself feel a level of accountability if something goes wrong like what did what did we miss there like making sure there's that alignment and you take it seriously and when it works best it works best is when you know you, you, you share when you celebrate the successes because you're a huge part of it and and really absorb the hits when it goes wrong because you're a huge part of it and i just think that for me is allowed me personally and the vibe of the teams that i run to kind of really feel such an engaged and such an integral part of the organizations that we that we that we work for it helps to make everything better. That's kind of, I don't know if that's ridiculous advice and a bit kind of campfire, but that's- I love I'm a campfire. No, it's, it's brilliant. It's exactly what yeah. we're after. And, and again, just just before, finally before I let you go, and again, you've been absolutely brilliant. I, I knew you would be a wonderful, wonderful Thanks. guest on the Talent Show, um, Talent Way Show here. But just before I go, what, what would you say a bit more campfire stuff, I suppose? What, what would you say your best hire ever was or or, or your worst hire the, or the person that got away? And, and oh. why? What, what name names, can I mean, name names? <laughs> um, names, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. of like, you know, damn, that one's got away. It's a, it's a little bit like, you know, you know, your, your best player at your football club or something. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I got to be. Uh, this is going to sound like a massive bum kiss type thing, but I got to say, my best hire is the current CEO of Jagex because uh, Phil Mansell is his name. I can't help it. So Phil Mansell is his name. And in my previous iteration at Jagex, kind of I was responsible for, um, I was the recruiter that brought him on board as a senior games designer, I think it was. And obviously, you know, watching him, that, that 
again that perfect match something about knowing that this was the place where where you feel are gonna are gonna really kind of rise as you see you know this years and years ago and watching him rise through that be so influential on um, on the success of the business through the initiatives that you know genuinely only he could have um been, been the figurehead of, of making happen to becoming the ceo of this company and then and then you know and, and inviting me back cl closing me on a bridge over the colorado river in austin to come back i mean it was like beautiful yeah it was so glorious so that's my best one um the worst ones i don't i don't think i can i, don't, I actually don't i don't think i can easily recall them to be fair but um, um very positive. i think i got spat on once by someone that, that, really? that blamed me for the hiring decision gobbed on from behind like rykard style but um <laughs> i can't even remember what their name was to be honest with you so that, that obviously wasn't <laughs> What, wasn't one. that important? No, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, Pete, so you've, been, you've been an absolute joy. You've been an absolute oh, joy to have on, on the Talent Way show. Absolutely loved every minute of it. Where, where can people find you? You know, your 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 energy, your passion. And if they want to reach out to you directly to talk about some different strategies that they might be going through, where where can they find you, buddy? Yeah, lovely. Um, I'm, I'm LinkedIn. I know it sounds a bit generic, right? right? But, um, I'm actually not not you know not on Facebook or anything like that. Strangely, just strange personal decisions. So LinkedIn um, or um, yeah, just LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. <laughs> Absolutely way. brilliant. Which I keep my eye on like like a second like a second life that I've got there. So definitely. Absolutely. So so Pete, wonderful. If you want to get in touch with Pete, please do on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also find details via my LinkedIn page as well. Uh, you can go onto our website. Uh, phoenix51.io uh, all of the uploads uh, if you haven't managed to watch this live you'll be able to see um, and and hear this from an audio perspective as well thereafter and catch pete wonderful advice pete you've been an absolute superstar thank you so much you. yeah it's fantastic i really love that thanks so much everyone honored see you soon cheers bye-bye